Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. What an interesting day to be alive, right? So glad to be back with you on our Victory uh, Church Weekly Podcasts. Hope you're going, doing well today. Look, I want to jump right into uh, just one subject before I get to my main subject, and that is what's happening in Israel. I know that's on everybody's mind. It's occupied the news uh, for the last number of days since I've made this uh since I'm making this podcast here, and um, you know, obviously they've been attacked by Hamas, uh, which is a terrorist organization, and um, uh, so it's just just the backdrop. Uh, regardless of the pers- p- political implications of everything, the biblical implications of Israel being in the Middle East are enormous. Don't forget that um, Israel was not a nation for uh, not quite two thousand years. They were scattered all over the earth because of their unbelief. And, um, uh, you know, by, by 135 A.D., um, they actually renamed Israel Palestinian. There has never been a Palestinian state. Uh, it was a desert for a long time. And then back at the turn of the 20th century, the Balfour Declaration allowed Jews from all over the world to migrate back to Israel and an amazing thing occurred in, in May 14th, 1948. Israel became a nation again uh, after, after a couple of, almost a couple of thousand years of not being a nation. And that's a huge sign to us that Jesus, our Messiah, our Savior, is coming back. And just need to be aware of that. The other thing to need to be aware of is keeps coming to my mind is Genesis 12, 3, where um, God said to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. This is New Living Translation. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. God said he would curse those who treat his people with contempt. Now listen, uh, whether or not they believe in Jesus as Messiah, they are God's natural heritage in the earth. That is the family that God used. The Israelites are God's family that he used to bring our Savior, Jesus, uh, to the world. So uh, they are special to God. They're in unbelief. Yes, we need to pray for Israel. In fact, the book of Psalms tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They'll prosper that love thee. So let's pray for the salvation of, uh, of the, um, uh, the Jewish race and, and, uh, and believe God that, that the words of the prophets concerning Israel will be fulfilled. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 3, in that day, this is New uh, King James Version, I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people, a burdensome stone. And that burden themselves and all that burden themselves with it, with this stone, Israel, will be cut into pieces. Though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. So you just don't mess with God's people, Israel. Now again, uh, we're believing that they'll come to know Jesus as Messiah. But, you know, the Bible is, uh, uh, is full of the fact that uh, Israel, they are God's chosen people. And before Jesus returns, um, that nation will gather together from all over the world. That's happened, and here we are. Uh, they are being attacked by their enemies, and there's a huge war. War, which looks like it could, it could, um, you know, broaden to 
um, a, a much larger expanse of territory other than just Israel and their immediate neighbors. So just, this is really a time to pray, seek God. Let me just be honest. What I'm looking for is perhaps out of this will come uh, once every, once the war is done and, and something happens that hopefully will curtail that. We need to be praying to that end. Um, if there's some kind of a peace treaty, the next thing I'm looking for on God's agenda is uh, some kind of a peace treaty between Israel and their neighbors. Uh, seven years, uh, according to the book of Daniel chapter 9. And that would, that would say that the seven years that God showed Daniel of, uh, of Jewish history just before the Messiah returns begins is typically called the tribulation time. So, you know, my eyes are on that, and uh, we just need to trust God right now. We just need to live every day. You got to go to work. You got to put your kids in school. You got to put food on the table, and you got to pay your bills. So let's believe God in the middle of all this, that God will show himself strong. And now is the time for us to seek first the kingdom of God and really get our spiritual life in shape. That's my encouragement. Encouragement. Um, uh, I've had I've read all kinds of uh, intelligence bulletins as such that are saying that uh, jihad uh, may spread uh, not just in uh, the Middle East but other parts of the world because of the conflict right now uh, between Hamas and um, and Israel and and now some of the other neighboring nations may even get involved. So you know it really is a time for for vigilance and prayer. And, uh, you know, you know, what I know is if you'll pray and, and, and uh, seek God and, and keep yourself spiritually strong, the Lord will show you anything you need to do. So that's uh, that's my take on what's going on just in the natural world right now. Let's get into our subject. I've been talking on the subject of divine healing for many weeks now. It is the will of God. Listen, we just got to settle. It's the will of God that you be you be f spiritually strong and then also physically strong. It's hard to be physically, spiritually strong when your physical body's not working properly or appropriately. And so Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection, aren't you glad that he also provided to us not only forgiveness of sin, but also the healing of sickness and disease and illness. It is our inheritance in Christ. It belongs to us in our atonement, in what Jesus did for us in his death, burial, and resurrection. Let's take advantage of it. So we've spent all these weeks talking about uh, the fact that establishing the fact that healing is the will of God, talking about um, uh, walking by faith and planting the seed of God's word in us, talking about how we know it's the will of God, talking about the covenant of healing that God made. So here we are at the very end of this uh, series, and I'm talking about seven ways to receive healing. Now, there are different ways to exercise faith. You can exercise faith in ways other than just praying, although prayer may be a primary way that you exercise faith to receive something from the Lord. When it comes to healing, I have found at least seven different ways to receive healing or to exercise your faith in the, in the um, finished work of Jesus to, uh, for God to heal your physical body. So I want to get right into it today. We'll probably just hit the first one today. The first one is the first way to receive healing. Uh, once we know it is the will of God, faith begins where the will of God is known. So we've already established that it is the will of God for us to be healed. If you don't know that, know that, know that, go back in these podcasts. I spent a few weeks talking about it being how... 
being the will of God, how we can know it's the will of God for us to be healed. I was raised in a denominational church that did not teach divine healing. In fact, sometimes they said God would allow you to be sick to teach you a lesson so he could be glorified. And I had to get all of that washed out of my mind before my faith would work uh, in Jesus for divine healing. I had to get the religious ideology out of my head that was really unscriptural in so many ways. So Again, you may need to do that. Go back in the podcast if necessary and and look at how we know that it's the will of God for us to be healed. Once you know that, then, then, you know, we can pray in faith. Faith begins, again, where the will of God is known. So if I know it's God's will, then I want to receive God's will into my life. Here's seven ways to exercise faith in God for healing. The first way is use the name of Jesus against the devil. Again, the first way to receive healing is use the name of Jesus directly against satanic activity that's making you sick, against the devil. Um, We have tremendous weapons at our disposal spiritually. The Word of God is a weapon. It's the sword of the Spirit. The name of Jesus is a tremendous weapon we're going to talk about today. Praise and worship is an awesome weapon uh, that, that is used against spiritual forces. We're in a spiritual battle, and often there's a spiritual battle when it comes to receiving healing from Jesus. Listen to John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. And before I read this, it's New King James, but uh, he's not talking here about prayer. He's talking about exercising faith in his name to bring to pass his will, Jesus is. And so listen to John 14, 13 says, and whatever you, his people, ask in my name, Watch, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I, I will do it, see? So, so this is not prayer to the Father. He didn't say anything about praying to the Father. This is, this is talking to Jesus directly. This is, this is really talking about using the name of Jesus in the circumstance of life. Um, to bring about a certain result. And you're actually standing in his place doing what he would do. This is not prayer. He didn't say anything about praying to the Father here. Watch. Whatever you ask in my name, watch. That will I do. He didn't say the Father would do. He said, I'll do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Wow, that's... Uh, one uh, one person I listen to frequently said when it says whatever you ask, that word ask could could be translated whatever you demand in my name that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You're not demanding of God, no, you're demanding of Satan that he take his hands off of you. This is using the name of Jesus against the challenges of life here, against sickness and disease. Um, I was reminded as I was preparing for this of Matthew 18, 18, where Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth is bound, will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus has given us the authority to bind and loose. We bind the devil. We loose the angels of God. Again, listen to the amplified translation of this scripture where Jesus said, truly I tell you, whatever you forbid 
and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. Listen to a contemporary English version. I promise you that God in heaven, listen, will allow whatever you allow on earth, but he will not allow anything you don't allow. Isn't that good? Philip's translation, Matthew 18, 18, believe me, whatever you forbid upon earth will be what is forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be what is permitted in heaven. New century version, I'll tell you the truth, the things that you don't allow on earth will be the things, things God does not allow. And the things you allow on earth will be the things that God allows. Uh, let me see, I got one more New Living Translation. I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. See, that goes, that see what Jesus said there goes right in line with using his name against the challenges of life. John 14, 13, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. It's not prayer. This is using the name of Jesus, the challenges of life. That will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, watch, I will do it. You're actually taking his place. I want you to see this. When you use the name of Jesus, you're actually acting like he would act if he were in the situation that you're in. That is incredible. You're not demanding, again, uh, in tones of arrogance of God. No, you're demanding of the devil that he take his hands off of your physical body. All right? This is not prayer. It's using Jesus' name. Uh, when you do something in the name of someone, you are doing it on their behalf. They have given you authority to use their resources. And that's exactly what Jesus has done. Don't forget, when Jesus died and uh, was raised from the dead, he said to his disciples in Matthew 28, 18, all authority is given unto me in heaven and on earth. And his next statement was, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And you know what he was saying? The same authority that I have, that God gave to me, when I, as the representative man, died for you. See, Jesus, don't forget, Jesus laid aside the power of the office of the Son of God and was uh, incarnated into a human body. He was God-made flesh. He lived as a human being and did, and did not use the power of the office that he held as the Son of God. He walked in the power of God at 30 years of age. We've talked about this. When Jesus uh, was baptized by John, his first cousin in the Jordan River, the Holy Spirit came on him. Jesus began to use the power of God. And then, listen, listen, uh, he used it against the devil. He used it against death. He used it against sickness and disease. He used the power of God against uh, the laws of physics. He turned water into wine. He walked on water. Uh, he multiplied food. I mean, this Jesus is an incredible person. See, he, he used the gifts of the Spirit. He was used by the Holy Spirit in spiritual gifts to manifest the power of God. Then, listen, when Jesus died, he died in our stead, in our place as the representative man, right? Let me, let me remind you. And, and, and when Jesus died, he became what we are so we could become what he is. Listen, listen. 
Jesus became our sin. Jesus became our sickness. And when Jesus died, and then when he was raised from the dead, he was raised up as the representative new creation man. All right? When Jesus said, all authority has been given to me, in heaven and on earth. He already had authority before he went to the cross. He exercised authority uh, as, as, the, as the Son of God and the power of the Holy Spirit before he went to the cross. But when he was raised from the dead in Matthew 28 and said, all authority is given to me in heaven and on earth. Listen, he's talking about the authority. Don't forget that God gave Adam and Eve uh, a, a dominion over the earth to take care of it under his uh, under his watch under God's watch care, and that when they sinned, they actually gave that authority over to God's arch enemy Satan, and he became the god of this world. Satan has a legal right to be here, and Jesus dispossessed Satan of his authority to rule over his people. You hear me? When Jesus said, all authority has been given to me, that's the authority that Satan took from Adam and Eve when they sinned, that Jesus took from Satan when he died and was raised from the dead, and he gives it to us, the church. The church, you, you're a new creation person. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You have a position and standing before God that only believers have. You have authority that only believers have. Unbelievers don't have this authority. They're under the authority of the devil, but you're under the authority of God. Jesus gave you his authority. And so this is what this is talking about, exercising your authority in Christ. And you exercise your authority by using his name. Does that make sense? See, see. So, so Jesus has given us the authority that God gave Adam and Eve that he got back for us, the church, exercise that authority by using his name. When you use Jesus' name, it is as though Jesus is right there saying what you're saying, doing what you're doing. When you do something in the name of someone, you're doing it on their behalf. They have given you authority to use their resources. So, you know, you got a salesperson selling this product or that product. They have been, uh, I just bought a product for my home. They, they sent a representative of that company last weekend to my home, and uh, that per representative uh, offered the product and explained it well to me. I said, I want the product, and so we filled out paperwork, and see, I signed saying I want it, and this person on behalf of the company signed on the dotted line saying, I have, a, when they signed that document, they said, I have a legal authority as representative of this company to, to, uh, to say that we're going to do this particular thing for you. The company owner wasn't there. The representative was there. Jesus is the owner. We're the representative. When you say, in the name of Jesus, Jesus goes to work. That company was behind what that guy said, and they're doing exactly what they said they would do for me. See, the, the company, the, the uh, salesperson carries out the authority that the company has given them, and that's power of attorney, really, right? And so Jesus has given us authority or power of attorney to use his name in his place. Uh, I have a power of attorney, for instance. My mother is aged. I went years ago to an attorney, and I have power of attorney over her affairs. That means I'm representing her and acting in her stead. Listen, Jesus has given us power of attorney to use his name. 
in every challenge of life. So when I act in the name of Jesus, I'm acting on his behalf with his authority that he's clearly given. And then when you act and you know what you're saying and you know the authority you have, Satan and his demonic forces have to obey. They have to back up. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it. That's what Jesus is saying. Exercise your power of attorney. Listen to Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus gave his disciples this power of attorney before he went to the cross, Matthew 10, 1. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. See, he delegated his authority, uh, this delegated authority. That's what he gave them. They had the power of attorney to act in his stead, to use his name. Luke 10, 17, familiar verse. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They were acting on his behalf. Eight, verse 18, and Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, talking about the demons and evil spirits, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. <laughs> That's so good. Then he said, don't re just rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The idea behind that is, again, Jesus gave his disciples authority in his name, over demon power. Acts 3, 6, Peter said to the man at the gate, beautiful, who had been crippled all of his life, silver and gold, I don't, I don't have any money on me, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. He was using the power of attorney. He was doing what Jesus said in John 14, 13. Whatever, whatever you ask in my name or demand in my name, that will I do. When Peter said in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk, he was using his power of attorney. And that's what you can do when Satan attacks your physical body with whatever Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, Therefore God has highly exalted him, that is Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, you need to go back and read these scriptures. I do this regularly. Go back and meditate on these scriptures. God has given Jesus the name which is above every name. Jesus' name is above name any sickness that could attack your body. Mention any infirmity that could attack your body. Jesus' name is above all of it. And he's given us the use of his name against the challenges that life brings and against the satanic activity of sickness and disease. And when you use his name, he comes on the scene and, and he does what you say. That's incredible. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul prayed for the uh, believers in Ephesus, and it's a great prayer to pray um, 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know the hope of our calling. And then verse 19 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him, uh, at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, all the demonic forces, all the levels of them, and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the, that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And so Jesus put all things under his foot, feet. He is the head. We are the body of Christ. And those who are the feet portion of the body of Christ have the same authority as the head. That And friends, what that's saying is you and I have the same authority over Satan and his forces that Jesus did. I want you to know you have authority. Exercise that authority in the name of Jesus. Don't wait. The moment Satan attacks your body, he'll put a feeling, in, a thought in your mind and a feeling in your body. The moment you feel something, say, no, you don't, Satan. Take your hands off of me in the name of Jesus. See, that's exercising your authority in Christ. That's the first way that you can exercise faith to be healed is directly exercising authority over Satan in the name of Jesus. Don't wait. The longer you wait, the more entrenched whatever it is he's attacking with you with becomes. Don't go look it up on Google. Don't go ask somebody, wonder what that symptom is. You know, go to the Word of God. Meditate on Scripture. And then take your place in Christ. Every time, I don't care if it's something I can feel, something I can see on my body, when it's abnormal, I immediately take authority over it in the name of Jesus. And see, when I do that, every time it comes to my mind, my mind reminds me, you've taken authority over that in the name of Jesus. That is, I've exercised my faith in Jesus that he will do what he said when I use his name. So every time the thought comes up, well, you got that feeling, you know, that's happening, and boy, that must be, you know, what whatever sickness or illness or what. No, 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 no. Once I use the name of Jesus, my mind, I, I've trained my mind. When I use the name of Jesus and I still feel the pain, the discomfort, I still see whatever that looks like is attacking my body. I remind the Lord, Lord, I've commanded that to go in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for honoring that name. Thank you for honoring your word. And friends, when you believe that you receive when you, when you act as though God has done what he said, that Jesus has done what he said, when you exercise faith in his name against the illnesses and the sicknesses that seek to attack your body, friend, you will see, you will see the glory of God. You'll see the health and healing that Jesus purchased for you come to pass. This is something it's worth fighting for. Listen, listen, don't just let the devil run over you. Don't do it. No, you exercise your faith in Jesus. Exercise your faith in the promises of God and use the name of Jesus when Satan challenges you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak as we end this podcast today. And I command demonic forces that are enforcing and entrenching uh, illnesses in those that are listening. I command you to stop 
in the name of Jesus. Take your hands off of them in Jesus' name. Lord, I take authority over that skin condition. I take authority over that problem, that inner ear problem in the name of Jesus. I take authority over, over that uh, situation where the person uh, has memory lapses. I command it to cease in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that lung issue. I take authority over it. Stop in the name of Jesus. Heart palpitations. Stop in the name of Jesus. Uh, uh, problems with the gastrointestinal area. Stop in the name of Jesus. And Lord, thank you for honoring your word. Listen, uh, uh, the Spirit of God just came on me, but you know what? What I just did, you do. If I didn't name something and you're dealing with something, you take authority over it in the name of Jesus. Go back over these scriptures I mentioned today. Go listen to this podcast again. Get the Word of God inside of you and then exercise your faith in the name of Jesus against Satan and he will flee. God bless you. We'll talk about the next, uh, the, the second way you can exercise faith the next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.